Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 6, titled The Cure. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode uh, that does a lot to deepen the character of Olivia Dunham. And I want to spend time at the beginning of this just diving into all of that, just diving into all the character stuff before we even get into the one-off narrative of this episode, because as with all the best filler episodes of this and really any network television series ever, the character shit's more interesting, just generally, just across the board. So, this episode, right off the bat, Olivia is kind of tightly wound, especially with this case of uh, women going missing and then showing up and having their heads explode. She's a bit on edge, more so than usual, and snaps more and has a more, uh, what's the best way to put it, has a much more erratic behavior than she usually does. And a while into this episode, we find out why. Uh, When Olivia tells Peter the story of her stepfather, who beat her mother fairly regularly, got drunk a bunch, and one night beat her, like, really, really bad, and then... This is when Olivia decided she couldn't take it anymore. Uh, While her stepfather was out, uh, she grabbed the gun that was in his drawer. And then when he came back, uh, she pulled the trigger, pulled it again, uh, shot her stepfather multiple times, but didn't kill him. Couldn't finish the job. And the stepfather, after a time in the hospital, kind of drifted away and never, uh, she never saw him again. And now, her stepfather has this perverse ritual of sending her a card on her birthday every single year. Just to let her know he's still out there. Just to taunt her. And it's, it's so screwed up. And, of course, this day the episode takes place is her birthday. And so she's on edge because she knows that card is coming. She has that specter of the card uh, sort of hanging over her the entire day. And it doesn't come until, like, the very, 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 very end of the episode. Uh, they very smartly hold that back for the entire duration of this story so it can have the maximum impact, so that Spectre can hang as long as possible and inform as much of the narrative 
as possible. Uh, but it really does add an extra layer to Olivia Dunham. It really does add this extra, very fascinating layer to her that sort of makes you care about her more. That sort of makes her more compelling. That you know, like, her past has this giant skeleton in it. Uh, It's really, really great deepening of that character. And I love, 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 love how they handle that and show how it bleeds into her investigatory practices in the main story of this episode, which we will now get into. So, basically, there's a woman who gets discarded in the opening sequence of the episode by some guys in a van in hazmat suits. They, she walks into this diner, sort of acts a little weird, has these lacerations on her wrists, and can't remember anything, is very confused, and then, like, once the sheriff comes and tries to bring her in, and she freaks out, and there's this whole confrontation... Uh, people start to be in serious pain, their eyes start to bleed, and they all just start dropping dead, and this woman's head explodes. It's a very gruesome scene that is very, very well done, that is very, very well crafted, And basically, throughout the investigatory process of this episode, uh, we find out that this woman had an autoimmune disease that had weirdly been cured, that had went into remission, and is going away. And then somehow, uh, she disappeared a couple weeks ago, she went missing a couple weeks ago, should mention that, and then showed up with, uh... Bleeding eyes, head explode. And now we have to figure out, well, what caused this? First off, how the hell did this disease get cured? Second, how the hell did she make everyone's eyes bleed and die and uh, make her own head explode? Like, where the hell did that come from? As we're sort of investigating and figure out what the hell is happening, what the hell is happening, what the hell is happening... Uh, another woman goes missing who also had the same autoimmune disease and also was going into remission, was being cured seemingly miraculously. And initially, this second woman's husband says, oh, we, uh, we don't know this other woman. We don't know this other woman. We're two totally different, like, things. Like, we're totally unrelated. Blah, 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 blah. And then there's that incredible moment where Olivia crashes awake for the first girl, for the first woman. Like, just barges into this girl's parents' house goes up to her room without them seeing her and starts rifling through her things because she's, like, so set on saving this other woman's life. She is so, 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 so set 
on this and is so desperate to save this woman. Again, partly uh, informed by, like, the rage and dread she feels uh, bubbling back up to the surface because that card is imminent. And eventually, after she gets caught and... Uh, she explains, hey, I, I'm with the FBI, it's fine, I'm trying to save another woman's life. And we find out that, uh, no! These two women, they, these two women did know each other. These two women absolutely 100% did know each other. And this second woman's husband just totally lied. And then when Olivia goes back and is like, hey, why the hell did you lie to me? We find out what the hell happened, at least on the autoimmune disease end. Basically, uh, these two women met, shared horror stories about the disease they had, and were just wallowing in each other's misery and became friends. And they got to talking one day about how basically the medical world failed them because there were so few people suffering from the disease that it wasn't worth it for, like, pharmaceutical companies to research and all that. So they eventually went to testing cures on themselves. Testing treatments on themselves. And got a bunch of other people who suffer from the disease involved. They started testing cures, testing cures, testing cures. And finally they found one. Finally they found a cure. They found a way to stop the illness. And then, not long afterwards, someone picked up on that cure and someone realized, Hey, wait a minute. This makes... A perfect candidate for testing out this other thing. This cure plus something else we got that we can inject them with equals microwave emitter. Human microwave emitter. Uh, basically what was happening was in the diner, that first woman went in and just on command started unintentionally cooking everybody. Uh, basically there were these capsules in her blood. The second thing that they were given... The second thing that they gave her basically made it so that someone could control it and have all the capsules release at once. All the capsules go nuts at once and start, like, taking those what would be harmless amounts of radiation and just compound it and compound it and compound it and compound it and to compound it into concentrated microwaves that just go out and cook people from the frickin' inside out. It's gnarly stuff. It really, really is. Uh, of course, I editorially added in more information that was given present in this scene, but that's essentially what's happening. And we then have this moment of trying to go, go up the ladder. Uh, the husband points to this doctor that was treating... Uh, our first woman and was heavily, heavily supportive of the, of what they were doing and was helping them. And from the doctor, once Olivia confronts him, he's like, I, I, I just had to give updates to this person. I just had to give up, 
updates to this person. And Olivia's like, who, 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 who? And this doctor, very much afraid to give the information, he takes a gun out, points it at Olivia, and is like, okay, you want a name? David Esterbrook. And then shoots himself. So... Clearly, the retribution for saying his name would have been, like, really, really bad. Instantly, you're like, okay, this guy, whoever this Estabrook dude is, this guy means business. And Olivia has this, like, as soon as she knows the name of this person, she goes on the war path. Like... She has this amazing moment where she goes to a conference, poses as some random scientist lady, just talks to Estabrook for a bit, and after he l- she lulls him into a false sense of security, just says, Hey, what do you know about these uh, women who have been kidnapped and have been turned into basically human microwave emitters, and what do you know about uh, their murders? By the way, I'm an FBI agent. And Estabrook's like, man, you know, you're a real beautiful woman. Be a shame if uh, something happened to you. Almost word for word, by the way. That's almost exactly what he says. Like, I I, I shortened it a bit, but like, that's basically exactly what he says to her. But Olivia just, like, mercilessly went after this dude. Mercilessly, mercilessly, mercilessly. And again, like, stemming from issues with stepfather. Man in power, taking advantage of unsuspecting women. I mean, obviously it's more corporate than the stepfather situation, but the similarities are close enough that this immediately enrages her and immediately turns Agent Dunham into, like, frickin' super angry unleashed powerhouse agent Dunham that just like takes no form of shit and it's just at the end of her rope and just has no patience in any way uh, which causes some conflict when Broyles calls Dunham out on it and it's like hey um you're letting your emotions get the better of you you're putting everything we do at risk because uh, we are under tremendous scrutiny. What we do here is very controversial in the intelligence community. What the hell? And there's this conflict between Broyles and Dunham of, like, whether or not Dunham was right to go after him as hard as she did. Uh, whether or not uh, Dunham was injecting too much emotion or just the right amount of emotion. And that tension between the two of them is very well done. Uh, and handled in a really spectacular way. In a moment of... We got literally nothing. Peter suggests to Olivia... Hey, um... So Massive Dynamic is in direct competition with Esterix Company? What if we asked Nina Sharp... Where they would be holding these women, where they would be holding this second woman. Uh, why don't we ask Nina Sharp for dirt on Astrobrook? Because she definitely has some if they're in direct competition. And Olivia's like, no! That would not work. That's corporate espionage, and Nina would absolutely not admit any of that to me. 
And Piro's like, okay, uh, I guess we're not doing that. I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go talk to Nina Sharp now. <laughs> I'm gonna go secretly talk to Nina Sharp. And Peter and Nina have this great meeting that is, again, very well written. Uh, we find out that Nina and Peter have met before when Peter was a, when Peter was a tiny, tiny lad. And Nina and Walter were close at one point. Nina and Walter were friends at one point. So there is a connection between Walter Bishop and Nina Sharp. And Peter asks Nina for information, and Nina's like, okay. How about this? I give you the information, and then someday, I come to you for a favor. No questions asked. And Peter's like, okay. And then Peter comes back with where the facility is. Comes back with where the facility is. Walter is able to identify the compound and create an antidote. Uh, identify the compound that turned this cure into a life-saving, from a life-saving thing into human microwave emitter. And is able to come up with an antidote. And we get this great raid on the facility that eventually climaxes in the woman who runs that facility in a last-ditch effort to <laughs> to conceal all evidence just activates the compound, just activates the thing in the bloodstream, just to, you know, sort of... Sort of supercharge her and sort of get her out of there. doop a doop a doop head explode. And so Olivia has to, like, t put this antidote through the little slot in that sealed room and get this woman who's in immense amount of pain to come over to her and inject the antidote into her neck. And it's, like, a really tense sequence where it's just, like, Olivia's trying to talk her through it and this woman is scared and in immense, immense pain. And eventually... She's able to get her to inject the antidote, and we save this woman's life. And everything's great, everything's good. Olivia goes up to Estabrook, and we have this great final confrontation where Estabrook's like, Look, I have a law firm on retainer that it costs more than you make in a year, so do you really think I'm going to be in any way held accountable? And Olivia's like, well, um, I could arrest you for refusing to cooperate with questioning. And then march you out of the front door in front of the many, many, many reporters who I tipped off. And then that information would break and get to uh, your board of directors. And you would have... A hellish existence after that, either way. So, uh, screw you. Either way, I win. Either way, I win. Either A, you go to jail, or B, you're free, but your life is hell for the rest of your life, and you no longer have as much influence as you once did. Either way, fine by me. And Olivia arrests this dude and marches him out, and it's great. It's a phenomenal little capper to that storyline and she gives Broyles this excellent takedown this brutal takedown like hey 
let's say I was emotional, which, by the way, is what men always say with women who work with. Uh, yeah, I am emotional. I put myself in the victim's headspace, and I think that's what makes me a good agent. I mean, you could fire me, but I hope you don't. Uh, this is, this is how I do things. Get used to it. And then Burrells is like, you're not getting off that easy. See you in the morning. Uh, but yeah. Uh, real good episode. Real, real, real good episode all around. Uh, anyway. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. You'll be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 7. Talk to you then.